He once tried to explain the universe to me. At that time, in the middle of the 1950s, the Big Bang theory had not been accepted by all scientists as an explanation of the origins of the universe. Victor maintained that the universe had always existed. When I asked what had existed before that, his answer was that there was no before. That was impossible to understand, of course. The whole of my childish image of the world collapsed. I recall vaguely that Victor realized he had made me insecure, and perhaps also afraid, when he robbed me of that before. Nobody knows for certain, he said by way of consolation. The universe is a mystery. He didn't believe in God. He approved of the fact that my father had forbidden us to go anywhere near any kind of Sunday school. He never went to church, except when he felt obliged to attend a funeral. He was completely indifferent to what would happen to his own body after his death. For me, God was something big and frightening, an invisible being who slunk along by my side and could read my thoughts. I gathered that neither Victor nor my father believed that this invisible God had created the earth and other planets and stars. For some years this resulted in a feeling of insecurity inside me. I found it unsatisfactory for a universe and all its stars glistening in the cold winter nights to be one vast mystery. There had to be something else. There had to be a before. Even if I had tried... I would have been unable in those days to imagine an expanse of time in the future one hundred thousand years long. I still can't do it. I can see the mathematics, I can count the generations, but even so I don't understand it. How is it possible for a human being to imagine a comprehensible world in such a distant future? How could I imagine a descendant of mine three thousand generations ahead? The future gets lost in the same kind of mist as when we look back in time. We are surrounded by fog, or perhaps compact darkness, whichever way we turn. We can send out our thoughts in all directions and all dimensions of time, but the replies we receive are not worth much. We are unable to penetrate what not even science fiction writers manage to depict all that satisfactorily. Researchers can use mathematical models to calculate everything from when the universe was first created to the day when the sun will expand so much that it swallows up our earth long after all the oceans have evaporated and all life has ceased to exist. In the end, the life-giving sun will be our death. Like a gigantic fire-breathing dragon, it will swallow up the earth and then become one of the cold, dead dwarf stars but the mathematical models do not make the passage of time any more comprehensible. There are other ways of approaching the impossible task of trying to imagine a world hundreds of thousands of years ahead of our present day. This is one of them. Several years ago, I asked a good friend of mine, who is a glassblower by profession, to make me a glass containing an air bubble. Such a glass would normally be a blunder by a competent and self-respecting glassblower, and be thrown away without a second thought. But I was interested in the difference between truth and falsehood, between myth and reality. In the back of my mind was also the question of time and eternity. There is a myth that says that a bubble trapped inside the transparent wall of a glass moves. This happens so slowly 
that it is impossible to detect movement simply by looking at it, even during the course of a long lifetime, the bubble would not appear to have moved at all in any direction. It would take more than a million years for it to return to its starting point. In other words, the bubble has an orbit, just as the planets move in accordance with the set pattern and at set speeds. Harry Martinson has written in...